Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Everybody, welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe, and I'm Stephen Marshall, and we've got a great show for you this week, completely devoid of My Little Pony references, much to my disappointment. Um, we are going to first of all uh, hear Stephen's take, and this is a potential spoiler warning. Uh, Stephen thinks he has the entire story of Dragons of Tark here solved. And he's going to run it down for us. Um, then we're just going to talk about spoilers the rest of the show. Um, there might be some other stuff we want to get to at the very end, but I don't know if we'll actually have time. Probably not. So uh, we're just going to jam some spoiler talk. Uh, but first of all, Stephen, uh, <laughs> what is the story? Tell us a story. Tell me a story, Stephen. Sure. Story. So uh, it's, I, I think it's kind of obvious after some of the – Articles that have come out, like the Planeswalker's Guide to uh, Fate Reforged, but um, so they've kind of hinted about like how Fate Reforged ties into Dragons of Tarkir and Khans of Tarkir. So uh, the structure is basically you start off in Khans of Tarkir. There's no dragons; they all dead. And you've got these five, uh, three, you know, wedge-colored uh, cons um, or clans. The cons are the leaders of the clans fighting against mm-hmm. each other. They've already they've already done. Um, like genocided all the dragons, so they're gone. So uh, Sarkin he hears a voice whispering madness, etc. He goes to the tomb of the spirit dragon, which was uh, Ugin, and he travels back in time 1,280 years in the past, and that's fate reforged. And it turns out the voice is Ugin. He thinks, and it's he's he's going back to the point in time where where Ugin is battling. Uh, Oh my god. Giant dragon dude. Nicol Bolas. Nicol Bolas. Yeah, so the, originally Nicol Bolas had killed Ugin, apparently. And so Sarkin's going and deciding whether he's going to choose Ugin or Nicol Bolas or whatever. Um, and so that's Fate, Fate Reforged. It's basically Khans of Tarkir, a thousand years in the past. And so you basically draft Khans with uh, Fate Reforged and then once the next set, which is Dragons of Tarkir, comes out, you're going to draft Fate Reforged with Dragons of Tarkir. So um, it's Fate Reforged is designed to be played with both cons and Dragons of Tarkir, so there should be some hints. So travels back to the past, and he's going to try to change fate. And so there's that theme in a whole bunch of different cards. Um, so mostly I was going by the January 5th article uh, that Mark Roserotter put out. And it just notes that um, that Khans of Tarkir is a wedge set, and then the hybrid mana of some of the activated costs in the Fate Reforged cards uh, is kind of similar, so that you can play um, Khans with Fate Reforged. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So I, they're also obviously, I, I would imagine, also designed to play with um, Dragons of Tarkir, whatever's in Dragons of Tarkir, which is not going to be a wedge set. So uh, you go back to Favorite Forge, there's dragons everywhere, and they're battling with the cons. And that's, that's in a bunch of different uh, designs of the cards. And um, let's see, there's, uh, if you notice on some of the watermarks of the cards, so the the cons have their the same if uh, if it's like the same I guess clans like Abzan Jeskai whatever if it's a clan card it still has that watermark like the Jeskai watermark for right. several of the different humans that belong to the uh, the cons right but if you look at there's some of the dragon cards that you know still are they look like they're part of the the, the clans but they have like a slightly different watermark mm-hmm. um. And that's uh, you can see that in the um, like the 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 rare cycle. So what's interesting is that the the cons in cons of Tarkir uh, were mythics, but in Fate Reforged they're rares instead. And there's also like a matching cycle of legendary dragons that are also rares, and they're allied colors. And they each have um, the dragons have the uh, like watermark, but that like a slightly altered like clan mark. So it looks like you know the the Sultai one looks similar to the Sultai watermark, but just slightly different, right. like like reversed. So basically, each of the dragons uh, represents like a different brood that the that that occupies the same territory as the cons. And so basically, what Fate, Fate Reforged represents is a point in time when the cons and the dragons are kind of like at equal power and mm-hmm. uh, cons of Tarkir represents what happens when the cons win and there's no more dragons and if you look at like the the different sieges so this is kind of like the point where it's like this is like you know the what's happening in Fate Reforged where you could choose you could choose either cons or you could choose dragons and yeah. so that's what you're choosing you're choosing the alternate realities because uh, dragons of Tarkir is what happens after Sarkin goes back in time um, steps on a twig and totally changes the past or the future, right. present based on what he does in the past. So basically, um, what Dragons of Tarkir, the third set's going to be, is what happens if the dragons win instead of the cons. So the cons are eliminated, and um, there's five different uh, factions, but they're led by dragons instead. And what I think they're going to be is. Uh, they're going to be like five or whatever uh, cost they are, but they'll just be like um, the kind of like the lords in uh, Lorwyn, where they'll be allied color uh, hybrid co- mana cost ah, to cast. Mm-hmm. Because then, if the set's about uh, hybrid mana to cast and it's allied color, then it works with the uh, cons. Because like all the cons, like the white one, you could just cast it as a white green card. The blue one could be cast as a blue white. Um, so you can still play them as allied color pairs. Yeah. And so basically, the the legendary dragons currently eventually just become the the clan leaders in Dragons of Tarkir. Um, because two, so two of the set mechanics from Dragons of Tarkir are in Fate Reforged, and so that's why it was like kind of weird initially, where it looked like so prowess is the same from cons to Fate Reforged. Right. Delve is the same. And uh, what's the one that's the other one that's returning? I can't even remember. So it's Delve. Oh, Ferocious. 
because it's not mm-hmm. really a mechanic. It's just four power, but whatever. Right, right. And so they show two of the new... There's still going to be five factions in Dragons of Dark here, but they show two of the new Dragons of Dark here mechanics, and that's uh, Dash and uh, Bolster. Mm-hmm. And so those are the altered, like the new... Um, those will be like the new... Two of the new uh, clan mechanics that the Dragon clans will have in the next set. Um, and if you notice, like uh, the legendary dragon for the Mardu has the dash keyboard mechanic, and the uh, the green white dragon for the Abzan has the bolster mechanic. So right. basically, it's kind of be like a mirror where it's still five factions, but they'll be allied colored, and it's going to be like a hybrid mass set, kind of like Lorwyn or something like that. I think uh, That's cool. allied color, um, yeah, uh, hybrid mana to to cast. I think that could. Uh... That could really create some opportunities for uh, devotion decks to see um, a resurgence. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if there's any like triple, you know, like triple color, hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, casting costs. Yeah, I think yeah, it um, plays really well with devotion, mm-hmm, and yeah. it still plays really well with the wedge set because it's really easy to cast them because they're essentially monocolored but for two different colors. Right. Right. Um, and they, yeah, and all the Fate Reforged guys will still uh, play nicely with uh, some of the Dragon's Dark Here stuff. And if if you also notice, like some of the Fate Reforged cards, they're a little more uh, single color mana intensive than mm. what you're used to with the uh, Cons of Tark Here. Yeah. Like the, um, oh, what is it? The it's like the ancient Rattleclaw Mystic. Um, I forget his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we talked about it last show. Um, uh, Whisper of the Wilds. He's the one green yes. for no two. Yeah. And with yeah. Ferocious, he just adds two green. So it's like definitely different than Rattleclaw Mystic, where he's trying to cast you know three color spells. This one is just you know green green. Which you know if you had like a dragon that was green white green white green white hybrid, uh, helps play into that. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's it. <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a sound theory. So. Looking forward to seeing how right you are. I love there was a hundred percent. There was a cardboard crack, um, comic that I thought was really funny. Wow, my cat just threw its toy five feet into the air. <laughs> that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like he has this little rat toy, mm-hmm. and he likes to throw it in the air, but he just like whipped it, and it went like higher. It went above the door, like. He whipped it so high up in the air. <laughs> just, that was in- he's just so excited for these. That uh, was incredible. He loves spoiler talk. Um, so Night Vale Spectre, are they gonna reprint it? <laughs> no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, although, yeah, it is kind of near to. It kind of seems like almost too soon to do, be doing hybrid Manigan, but I guess they're already doing it with the activation cost of some of these cards. So you're gonna have allied colored hybrid mana cost. Uh, Legendary dragons at Mythic as the clan leaders for the new clans that won in Dragons mm-hmm. of Here, easy, no question. Do you think that it's going to be? Um, do you think it's going to be a hybrid heavy set in general, or just the clan leaders? Because um, I mean, like, Cons had a decent amount of gold cards in it. You yeah. Know? Um, do you think it's going to be like an equal number, maybe, of hybrid mana cost cards? Yeah, because uh, Fate Reforged still has, like, it's still emphasizing the need for a lot of different 
uh, mana fixing. Like mm-hmm. it's ha- it just has like a straight up slot for either the um, the gain lands or the the fetch lands. Right. And like that's so that's going to be drafted with cons, which is obviously a multicolored set, and with Dragonstar Tarkir. So I'm guessing Dragonstar Tarkir is a multicolored set, but just in a different way, because they've kind of like hinted that's not it's not going to be another wedge set. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind, so what that kind of does is that kind of eliminates the possibility of. Um, I mean, I, I like I like your theory because, like, what I would think is that if they were going to actually print the Zendikar Fetchlands in um, Dragons of Tarkir, that they would be possibly available in that land slot for Fate Reforged, since you're drafting Fate Reforged with both sets. Hmm. Since, it's, since it's probably not the case, um, you know, and you're only going to have the Allied-colored Fetchlands in that slot, an Allied-colored hybrid set seems like a strong possibility. You get I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you could still have it. You could, because, but they didn't... Because, I mean, the, the wedges are, like, enemy-colored, right? And they have allied-colored fetchlands. Mm-hmm. But right. I don't know if they're going to do that. Now, um, speaking of uh, awesome things, um, so the pre-release, uh, those Ugin's Fate boosters... You 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 heard uh, Jameson talking about the um, like what's going to be in those right? Mm-hmm. Like there's alternate art cards, but there's also in them is an alternate like in one of the packs. I guess you know ran. I don't think it's like one per box, but uh, there is an actual Ugin nice. alternate art foil. Yeah, I saw that. That is outstanding. I mean, it looks it looks beautiful. My <laughs> my thing that I think over any... under $55 listen to me though uh, over okay. and um, tr- if if you can if you can convince people not to open those packs trade aggressively for the packs and leave them sealed like the the possibility of an alternate art Ugin is like is totally worth it like they're not they're only like six card packs or something, so they're not draftable packs. You know, like it's not like you can um, you can draft them. Um, but I think that those packs will be worth money. So anyway, uh, let's hop into this spoiler here. Uh, so for the record, uh, we are actually using the MTG Salvation spoiler this time. We usually use the Mythic spoiler when we're talking about stuff, but. Um, they don't have their spoiler up by collector number yet. And um, so Steven pointed me to MTG Salvation, um, which now has a full visual spoiler. So I was very happy to see that because I used to use MTG Salvation all the time. But then, like, you know, the Internet got faster. <laughs> pretty, like, seriously. And, like, you know, and full visual spoilers were just... Uh, just as easy to look at as tech spoilers if not easier so um this is great uh mtg salvation stepping their game up so good for them um just a couple things we're just gonna run down this list here i mean if there's something we want to talk about we'll talk about it um and and i, I think i told steven i'm like i'm gonna suggest a lot of cards for standard that you're gonna shoot down it's gonna be a lot of fun 
Uh, <laughs> now, I don't think this card's great for for um, for standard, but um, Abzan Advantage. Oh, get, come on. No, but like, I mean, what do you think? I'm, I'm just curious about this card. So it's a one and a white. It's an instant. Target player sacrifices an enchantment bolster one. Um, we are gonna be here like for six <laughs> hours. No, we're not. No, we're not. Sacrifices an enchantment. Do you think that's a, any good? I mean, I'm just curious. No. No. There's a race. Okay. All There's right. a race. There's deicide. I mean. I, I, I don't, I don't I, it was interesting to me because it says sacrifices and enchantment. I don't think I've ever seen that is sacrifices and enchantment on, on a card. I don't think I've ever seen that before. That's, that's that's why it caught my attention. It's like, well, what is the benefit of that over anything else? You know, I, over like just destroy target enchantment bolster one. You know, are there are there enchantments with hexproof? I don't know of any. You know that well, that's it was just a weird it was a weird thing I'm like well, why would it even why would this even be like this you I can't don't even know. kill a ley line of sanctity with this you can't kill one no because you target the player yeah. God this is really bad wow this is like the worst <laughs> this is the worst enchantment removal card in history wow okay no that's why that's why I brought it up. That's why I brought no, it up. That's I mean, good. It's good. You know, that's why I brought it up because it was like sacrifices and enchantment. Why? No, this is wow. Oh, it's bad. No, it's good. It's good. We were going alphabetically and we're on Abzan Advantage. Shut up. Works. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, Avon Skirmisher. Now you know we've had Suntail Hawks in a million different flavors um, over the years. Um, I like. I one. think. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, the the last one I remember being like slightly relevant was the Lantern Kami because it was um it was a spirit mm-hmm. and that was like uh Kamigawa block and there was a lot of like spirit related stuff. So I was curious about this because I know you've been looking at warriors. Um this is a one drop flying warrior. Um I mean no, but <laughs> it's not worth a card at all, but no, you don't think so? I, I mean, mean, like, how, I mean... It, there's 12... You could, you could run 12 one-drop, two one-warriors, and then, like, an additional one-one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. The two-one... Is the two-one more important than the evasion? You know what I mean? Like, mm. because especially, like, if you've got ways to pump them. Yeah, I mean, like, when they drop down a Corsair <clears throat> Crucifix, this is better than any of the other one-drops. Right, right. And, they're, and they're, you know, we are playing in a standard full of Siege Riners and Cursors, so... They're going to probably drop one. I I would rather just back up my one drops with like thoughtsies or removal. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, and you know, one one flyer with a relevant creature type. Figure it was worth mentioning. Um, channel harm. So this is this card cracks me up because I think this card is like a bigger blowout than it seems like it should be. Well, Have you read this card yet? Yeah. Yeah, so um, Channel Harm, I'll read it real quick. It's five and a white. It's an instant. It's an uncommon. Um, now, if, if this if this was just the first ability... I mean, I don't know. This says, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you 
and permanents you control this turn by sources you don't control. If damage is prevented this way, you may have channel harm deal that much damage to target creature. So, obviously how, not a constructed card. Does this happen more than once? Like the second part of the ability? If damage is prevented, so to prevent all damage that would be dealt to you by permanents you control, or by to you and permanents you control this turn by sources you don't control. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of the turn. If damage is prevented this way, you may have channel harm deal that much damage to target creature. So does it keep triggering for the rest of the turn? Like, that's what I'm trying to, you know, like... I, that... I guess if your opponent's, like, dumb enough to burn you in their first main phase... And you but what if, no, but what if they this? just... But what if they just alpha strike? Like, what do you do? Do you prevent... So, like, let's say the damage is dealt... Do you just gather up all the damage that's been dealt, or does it trigger for each creature that's dealt damage? Well, no, you tar I think you target a creature as a like part of the spell, like before you cast it. Oh, okay, okay. So you target this, you target a creature on the field, and then every time it would trigger, it would just hit that creature. Yes. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That's why I was like, what the hell? This is really good. I mean, it's still kind of a super blowout, but if you're sitting there with six mana up mm -hmm. and a card in your hand and your opponent's ready to alpha strike, you probably need to not be so much of an idiot. But um, Holding up six mana is pretty... It's a pretty yeah. big ask, too, in a yeah. game. Like, I, I remember like there were times where I had like carry spell stature, and I was like... I don't think I can afford to like just hope they cast something here. I need to like, and that's I think that's more game breaking than this card. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I give this a uh, a brony nay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, just in case anyone's wondering, uh, I will be at BronyCon in Baltimore in August. Um, come say hi. Uh, no, not Dragon Bell Monk. Um, now, now I'm, we, we, we didn't mention this guy, and he's probably the worst of the bunch, but what about He the, is the worst of the bunch. I, I, well, I, need, I need a phonetic like, pronunciation da, on this. Da, Dagatar, Dagatar the Adamant. Yeah, that guy. Right. That guy. Um, yeah, he's not any good. No, he's a 4-4 he's a four, four Vigilance for 4. That's not good. The only thing I just noticed is that you could, like, it doesn't say move a plus one plus one counter from target creature you control. It's just anywhere, but that's only. Oh, that's, that is. That's true. That, that that could be relevant, but maybe in three mana. Maybe if you're playing against some like white blue heroic, it's just like the dominant deck, and you can just see all the counters from their 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 heroic creatures. I don't know. See, the worst thing is though. Moving a plus one plus one counter isn't putting a plus one plus one counter on something, is it? So, like, would this even trigger um, hardened harden scales? scales? How greedy are you? I'm just curious. You're though. already like, stealing counters from your opponent, and you you want extras. Like, does it count as putting a? I guess it does put it on the creature. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make this card any good, but uh, no. I, um, I guess you, you could just. <laughs> If you had infinite mana, you could move one plus one plus one counter to another creature. Now it has two. You move one from there. Now it has two, and you keep generating plus one plus one counters. Yeah, 
doesn't make it. Still doesn't make it good. I mean, if that's what you want to get for your twelve mana, you're you're like what five or six plus one plus one counters. Yeah. No, thank you. No, um, that makes three for six. That's a bad deal. It's a really bad deal. Yeah. Uh, dude, since we're talking about this guy, do you want to go ahead and just rank all these real quick? But if you had training grounds at no, okay, yeah. Um, I would like to rank the con leaders. Do it. You do it first, and then I'll rank them. You go first. Okay, no. Uh, uh, so my number one is Tassiger. I think we've already mentioned this guy, the Golden Fang. I think we skipped him, too. Oh, did we skip him? Yeah, because I don't think this card's that good. I'm just going by the cheapest one. Tassiger, the Golden Fang, is five and a black. He's a four or five. He's got Delve, so he costs a black. And uh, that's pretty cheap. Four or five for one mana. And he's got two Simic Hybrid, Simic Hybrid, so two uh, green, blue, green, blue hybrid. And you may, you could just act it's an activated ability. You put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a non land card of an opponent's choice from your graveyard to your hand. So, uh, so long as you just don't play bad cards, uh, you know, you, you could draw something nice. Although, if you're trying to enable the Delve, you're probably playing Seder Wayfinders, which your opponent will be happy to give you, I guess. So you don't like this guy, though. I'm not going to say I don't like it, because you can cast it for one black, potentially. Um, but I don't think it's that good. Like, I don't know. Does Hooting Mandrills get played in standard? No, but this is a 4-5. Yeah, but... So what? And it could draw you a card. Or it, it straight up does draw you a card. It non does draw card. you a card. But it, oh, does it say non-land card? Yeah. Oh, that's a little bit better. Okay, okay. Because I was like, well, they're just going to give you a damn land every time. I yeah, was like, I was it like, gives you a non-land card. And you delve to cast him so you can get rid of all the crap you don't want. Okay. It's okay. All right. I can... it's, it's all right. I can see that being decent. It's a four five for one, in the right. Four deck. five for one, draw a card, tap four mana. It's a four five for five that uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card, basically. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't that great. <laughs> that's fine. Draw a card of an opponent's choice. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario. Although I guess I the worst know. case scenario is this is just stranded in your hand, and you can't cast it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it. Um, yeah. So number two, I have Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest, and this is mm-hmm. a Just Guy guy. He's a two and a blue legendary creature, human monk. He's a three-two. He's got prowess, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay Boros Boros, so red white red white. Mm-hmm. If you do, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Boo. You just do a bunch of damage. Boo. Put like a uh, target creature. You can do him. You can target himself. Yeah, you put a slap an aqueous form on him. Yeah. And then you just pay Boros, Boros, and now you've got uh, eight damage coming through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's pretty good. It's a weird. It's a weird color to have that ability in. It but is. Yeah. Oh, I mean, red white has. Double it's just sky though. Yeah. It's just sky. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is Alicia, who smiles at death. Um, the the name did bias it a little, and it's a two red for a three two with first strike. And whenever it attacks, you may pay 
Orzov, Orzov, so white, black, white, black. And if you do, return target creature card with power two or less from the graveyard to the battlefield, tapped and attacking. So just power two or less. Doesn't have to be converted, converted mana cost two mm-hmm, or less. Mm-hmm. So yep. everyone and their mom is saying Hornet Queen. Wow. Wow. Okay, good. Go on. Uh, so <laughs> number... Uh, number four, four is Yasova Dragonclaw. Mm-hmm. Two and a green. Four, two with Trample. Legendary creature. Human warrior. It's, it is a warrior. It is a warrior. But in the absolute wrong colors. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> with a teamer ability. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, wizards. Yeah. Uh, so at the beginning of uh, combat on your turn, you may pay one is it is it so blue, red, blue, red. If you do, gain control of target creature and opponent controls with power less than Yes, Sova Dragon Claw's power until end of turn. Untap that creature, and it gains haste until end of turn. I don't like any. So of at these. the beginning of your, uh, at the beginning of combat, if like this is a late game draw, can you just pay like effectively six and give this thing haste? No, no. less than, less than, never. Less mind. than. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, the less yeah. than is really annoying. I guess you could you can get a courser. You can get a. Rabble. Things that you don't really care to get. Yeah, you can get a rabble yeah. master, but not get a token out of the. Deck. Not get a token. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, this is this is awful. And then Dagatar is your uh, oh, yeah. last last boo. Pretty awful. Get out of here. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with Alicia for number one. Um, Alicia, who smiles at death. Um, one of the probably top ten best Magic card names in Magic history. I, I actually really love this ability, and the Hornet Queen thing blows my mind. I didn't even think about that. Um, but just like being able to, it doesn't like the creature doesn't go away. Mm. That's the thing with like a lot of cards like this, where you you know you pay mana or or something like creature has an ability where you get a something onto the battlefield. Like what's the one uh, Tethmos High Priest? Oh yeah, that has seen exactly zero play in standard. Mm-hmm. It's like converted mana costs one, right? One or less for that one whenever uh, it's heroic trigger. Um, this is power two or less. There are so many things. Well, you can get that... a Dagatar because he's a zero zero. And when he enters the battlefield, then you put four plus one plus one <laughs> counters on it. Oh, wow. You really could. I mean, I'm not telling you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be tapped. <laughs> oh, vigilance. <laughs> Like the one, the one good ability on Dagatar gets gets ruined by this, but that's actually interesting. That's not not just Dagatar though, but anything that starts off as a zero zero in your graveyard, in, or is it clever impersonator? Is it, it? Does it start out as a creature? Yeah, it's I guess a shapeshifter. It it's two blue blue for a zero zero. Oh yeah. And you may have huh. him enter the battlefield as a copy of any non-land permanent, so you can get an Elspeth. I mean, you know, while we're in Magical Christmas Land. Yeah, but that's actually cool. I mean, like, that's really cool. I mean, and then at that point you're playing four colors, but... Um, oh, they've but there's lots mana of, for it. There's lots of interesting things, is my point, that you could uh, that you could get back with, uh, with this card for the cost of two mana. <laughs> and uh, Hornet Queen does seem like the best of those things. Yeah, I don't think you're going to do better than Hornet Queen. No, no. I mean, like... Because you're going to get four freaking tokens. Now, they're not going to be attacking, but God, 
you've got a two-two flyer attacking, and then you've got four uh, death touch tokens, like waiting for the for the crack back. I mean, that's awesome. Seems good. That's awesome. I mean, I think this is you can just get a courser. Uh, you could. I mean, there's just so many things you could get. It's a great card. I really like this card. Idolon um, of countless battles. It's a zero zero. Idolon of the great revel. <laughs> Do that too. You could Idolon of the countless battles is a, oh it's a zero, man. Zero. Wow. Oh, there's there's so many cool things you can do with this. I like this card a lot. That that two that power two or less distinction is is huge. There's so many. It's great. Oh, it's great. Um, real quick, I'll run down the rest of mine. Um, based on your uh, example, uh, Shu Yun is probably my number two. Um, Taz the Golden Fang number three. Uh, Yasova, Dagatar, four and five, and just basically like go jump off a cliff. Either one of them, or they just hold hands and jump off a cliff together. You both suck. So yeah, that's my five. Um, Snap draft like first pick any one of these in draft though. Yep, I'd say so. Maybe not the four two. Maybe. Sure, sure. Why not? A four two trample for three. Sure. It's fine. And, like, in, in draft or in sealed or whatever, you're going to be getting – you'll be able to, to steal things, you know? I just feel like in standard this card is, is horribly irrelevant. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I say I say grab any of them except I, – I, any of them. Just grab any of them in draft. Well, maybe you could, like, cheat one of them. You could, like, manifest it into play the Yasova Dragon Claw with, like – six plus one plus one counters and then you can just steal anything yeah i mean if you have a way to pump it yeah you can take a lot of stuff i mean you could even uh you could just tighten strength this and then pay, you know the next turn and pay three and steal pretty much anything yeah so. but in teamer colors like there's just so much other things i want to do at three yeah no not this card not not at all um back to white yes 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 Nice little sidetrack there. Yeah. I like Elite Scale Guard. I kind of like this card a lot because um, it plays real nice with the uh, with the Outlast cards in Limited. Um, so Elite Scale Guard is a white and four. It's a 2-3 human soldier. It's an uncommon. When it enters the battlefield, bolster two. Um, whenever a creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it attacks... Tap target creature defending player controls. So this is like a great top of the curve for like a like a plus one plus one counter like a bolster, not bolster strictly, but uh, bolster and an outlast deck, right? I mean, this could be an overrun in a in a Abzan deck. Yeah, no, really. I mean, it's like whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter, so just anything. Like if you have like right, three, and it, then and it doesn't have to be. Um... It, this doesn't have to be attacking. No. I think any, that's the other yeah. thing. Uh, that's the one thing I've actually really liked about the uh, the Outlast is that, like, any creature, you know, you drop a... It's almost like slivers in a way where, like, you drop a creature down who has, like, you know, one of the um, Outlast abilities on it and all your other creatures immediately gain that ability that already have plus one, plus one counters, right? Yep. And I think that goes great um, with the card that you've been thinking about, the Honor's Reward. 
Yeah, I mean... I, Did we talk about that last week? This one I was just talking to you about as kind of like a reverse trap card. Yeah. Where we're just so... It's just been beaten into our brains that, like, life gain sucks, basically. And mm-hmm. it's a trap, and only noobs draft life gain cards, and we've all been in the pre-release where, you know, someone's like, feed the clans! Ha ha ha! It's like, okay, I'll just... I'll, I'll get that back with my next swing. And right, you just right. wasted a card on that. Uh, but Honor's Reward, it's two and a white for an instant. You gain four life. And like I almost just stopped reading right there. Right. But then you bolster two. So it's a, it could potentially, if you set it up correctly, be a combat trick that actually gains you four life. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. You just have to like manage it such that your weakest creature is like, blocking one of theirs that you'll be able like blocking. Like let's say you have like a 1-1 one, one token or whatever. You could just block... Yeah one of their morph creatures and then cast this and trade not even or, trade you eat them or you you're swinging in with like a bunch of tokens yeah and they go oh I'll stick my 3-3 in front of the uh, you know in front of that cheap token just you know just to clear it off the board and then you can blow them out and force the trade I mean there's better yeah. combat tricks but this is one sure. and it doesn't look like one initially because I'm just so biased against life games. That first, that first line, yeah, yeah that fir- that first sentence just makes you want to just rip the card up. But yeah, uh, but also again, like I said, you know, with uh, with cards like the Elite Scale Guard, um, you know, and Outlast and Bolster both being uh, you know concurrently available in draft and sealed, uh, this card could be really good. Yeah. I have a, a quick aside on light form. Yes. Uh, just as a limited card, it seems amazing. It does. But while we're drafting with cons, because I remember with cons, like every card that had like a double uh, colored mana cost, like of a single color, not like a, you know, a right, wedge right, card, right. was Get just you. a lot harder to draft. Um, mm-hmm. I remember like even incremental growth, even though it's a five uh, converted mana cost spell, but um, oh, it's like. It was this Yeti. It was the two red red for a four three, which is yes. normally just fine. That's a great card. That's like a you know, um, just, just uh, like a format staple in the limited format. But I, just, I never played that card because just the double mana cost is just too difficult. And mm-hmm. Light Form seems like it's worth it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how much this changes the limited environment um, from just. You know, focusing on not committing yourself to like more than like one uh, one color in each card. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, it's one white white for an enchantment, and it's uh, cycle. It's it's the white part of this cycle where when it enters the battlefield, it becomes an aura with enchant creature, and you manifest the top card of your library, and this becomes an attachment, uh, an enchantment attached to that manifested creature. And Enchanted Creature has Flying and Lifelink. So you get a 2-2 Flying Lifelink with potential upside for 3 mana, which seems off the charts good. Mm-hmm. And uh, might be even better when uh, Dragons of Tarkir comes out. Um, because if that is a um, ally color hybrid mana set, it'll be easier to play like a 2-color deck. Yeah. In that format. So this might even be easier to cast. That, that's um, what I think some of these cards are pointing towards. Right, right. Lotus Eye Mystics? Eh. Actually, no, screw that. I want to talk about Mardu Woe Reaper. I think you love this card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous, actually. Um, Mardu Woe Reaper. Uh, it's one white. It's a 2-1. Uh, 
uh, human warrior for one white. It's an uncommon. When and then like a two-one creature with a relevant creature type would be good for one mana anyway. Yeah. Then it has this other bonus ability. Whenever Mardu Woe Reaper or another warrior enters the battlefield under your control, you may exile target creature card from a graveyard. Man, that's a really great card, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. just awesome. Yeah, just hose the that, Yeah, that's it. And that's all you get. And there's more text. Snag the Hornet Queen before Alicia can <laughs> uh, reanimate it. There's more text. If you do, you gain one life. Crazy. There's just so much text on this card. It's a really good one drop. Hold on, sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pouring a 40 out for Savannah Lions. I know, right? I'm like, we used to like, we used to play Savannah Lions, and like, what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even like when this enters the battlefield, well, exile target creature card, gain a life. Like that would be an amazing one drop. Yeah. So like the first week of con standard i was playing that mardu warriors deck and i was playing tormented hero yeah and this is a two one enters the battlefield tapped and i really didn't have anything that could target it so i, I didn't get to use its heroic ability it was basically a two one for one with a downside and this is not that yeah um yeah i don't have anything else to say about that i mean the only problem with the warriors deck even though it got several new pieces with fate reforged is that people it seems like the tokens deck also got a lot of stuff, and the tokens mm-hmm. deck runs raise the alarm. And you don't want be you don't want to be the guy blowing an entire card on a two one when they're making one one tokens. That's true. That is true. Um. So I mean, you know, I guess it remains to be seen. But uh, I like I like this card a lot. I do. Um. Or remains to be unseen. Ooh. Ah, <laughs> so mastery of the unseen is an enchantment for one and a white. Uh huh. And whenever a permanent you control is turned face up, you gain one life for each creature you control, and you can pay three and a white, and manifest the top card of your library. So you can make a whole bunch of face down two twos. I, I've, it's, I mean, it feels abysmally slow. It's really slow. People are talking about it in a control deck, which I haven't tried out. Um, I've play tested against it in just kind of like a mid range, all the face down value cards all the time with um, Trail of Mystery and all that. Mm-hmm. And no. And I've tried this so far. I tried to build like a mono white devotion deck where you nick those out a whole bunch of mana. And no. No. Nah. Because I wanted to manifest um, Master of Pearls. Yeah. Because uh, the way that works is you just, since it's manifested, you can just pay its converted mana cost and turn it face up. So one in a white, and then all your creatures get plus two, plus two. Hmm. So I was trying, I was trying to do this in a mono white devotion deck, and nick those out, just a bunch of stupid stuff, have a bunch of mana sinks, and you know play stuff with like, yeah, Master of Pearls, and also Monastery Mentor. <laughs> Nice, yeah. nice. Um, Monastery Mentors, on the other hand, I, I've been uh, testing with him, and he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. He seems really, really good. Um, a card that could be really, really good, if you figure out a way to break it, mm-hmm. is uh, Rally the Ancestors. Oh, yeah. I, know this is, I think this is a puzzle that you're trying to solve, right? Of course I am. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, two white and X. It's a rare. It's an instant. Return each creature card. Each creature card. With converted mana cost X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile those creatures at the beginning of your next upkeep. Exile rally the ancestors. So there's, so there's no way to there's, swing with them. There's, they don't get haste. Yeah, you don't get to you get to untap with them, but during your upkeep they go away. Well, yeah. obviously without post siege, they they all get to ping for one when they when they're exiled. So sure, sure, build, sure. So mostly your, building around that. Get your outpost sieges. Yep, because they're about to they're about to break through. <laughs> um, really though, uh, I like what you posted. I mean, I think there's a way to really go nuts with this. So, um, one of the ideas you had listed was four gray merchants. You know, which obviously, if you had four gray merchants in your graveyard, you would kill your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, but why stop there? I mean, why not go with four of those, um, four siege rhinos? Mm. Um, like, I mean, because if you hit it for five, or if you if you pay if you if you make X B five, and you've got any number of a mixture of you know merchants rhinos, then you can do a lot of damage if not kill them outright yeah um, so the other thing i was trying to do is trying to find if there are any creatures and it turns out this was in um the return to ravnica block uh oh. and it was like some goblin that gave all your creatures haste i can't remember what it was called but they also had to attack oh man so i was, I was oh, looking for so something cool. like that um but the best i could come up with was casting a hammer of perforos and then returning a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> so then all your guys get haste and you can swing in. Uh, but then I was like, wait, if I'm doing that, then I could do Red Devotion. So why don't I just return, like, a Perforos, because it's a creature, and then a whole bunch of Red Devotion. And I was like, oh, why don't I just return, like, a, uh, you know, uh, oh, what is it, uh, Fanatic Amogus? Yep. Um, and that triggers, and you just, like, combo them out. And also maybe, like, a Flame Wake, uh, Flame Wake Phoenix. Oh wait, fanatic of Mogus. Oh, that's the one that's uh, devotion. Uh huh. Dude, what are you talking about? No. No, no. Mogus is Marauder. Oh, give him haste, bro. Mogus is Marauder. <laughs> so you do Mogus is Marauder. You do Gray Merchants and you do Siege Rhinos. You you put it in um, oh, Seder Wayfinder, and, yeah, because that's you, you put it in a, in a in a yeah you put it in a in a self mill shell. <laughs> you rally know. them all out. No, it's really good. It's really good because you should be able to just kill them. Mogus is Marauder, yeah. Mogus is Marauder, man. I forgot Ooh, about Ooh, that's pretty nasty. I kind of really like Because then you're just in three colors. Yep. Then you're just in Abzan, and you're already on Abzan Reanimator. You can just, <laughs> you just Abzan Reanimator combo. Oh, that's good. Unless you get your Rally the Ancestors in your graveyard, and then you're in serious trouble. That's why you need the spiders. Oh, God. You need the spiders just in case. Um, this might be a bad deck. <laughs> this might be a bad deck that we have to try. I mean, I'm going to, but... Yeah, I'm going to try it. Are you kidding? This is awesome. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to say Sage's Reverie really quick. I thought it was cool. Three and a white. Okay, I, yeah, I've yeah. Been on the, I've been on the the lookout for auras because I've been playing mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Heliod's Pilgrim. 
Right, right. And I was like, ah, just print a good aura, please. Uh, and I thought initially this might be one. Three and a white, enchantment aura, enchant creature. When Sage's Reverie enters the battlefield, you draw a card for each aura you control that's attached to a creature. So basically you draw one if it's just this card. Mm-hmm. And then enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one for each aura you control that's attached to a creature. And mm-hmm. for a little while, I thought Shade to the Rocks would work. But no, it's, oh, it's got yeah, to be attached to a creature. So you need like some sort of like pacifism or... Well, I mean, like, if you had if you had a hexproof deck, um, that could be okay. But, I mean, what about blue-white heroic? The problem is, is, like, the auras that they run are, like, the the ordeals, and those just go away. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. They don't stick around. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, they could always change it. I don't think you'd change the ordeals out just to run this four-drop no. enchantment. Nope, probably not. Still looking for good auras. Yep. The Valorous Stance is pretty cool. We've talked about that. It was one of the first spoilers we got for the set. So good in Blue-Eyed Heroic. Yeah. I I just realized it's toughness for a greater. So it kills a Corsair. Yeah, it kills a Corsair, kills a Siege Rhino. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. No, it's it's a really, really good card. It's kind of stupid how good it is. And it triggers it triggers heroic and protects your creature. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh man, that's that's such a ridiculous deck. Soul summons it is nuts like, and limited. Just want to say that. It runs like one rare. Yeah? You think so? I mean it's just I mean, morph is great, right? Yeah. So you're getting a two two face down for two. I mean that's just that's a good deal. Yeah, it's average. It's a bear. It's a bear with upside. Yeah, true. And I, I bet there's a manifest deck. I mean, it seems like there's stuff that cares about returning creatures to your hands or cards to your hands. So if like a, this two two isn't good enough, or it's not like a regular creature, you can unmorph. Um, you just put it back in your hand. Uh, the other thing I want to ask you is this: the Sandsteep uh, Outcast. Uh, t- yes. Two and a white for a two one, and when it enters the battlefield, you get to choose one. You either put a plus one plus one counter on it, or you put a one one white spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Yeah. Will you ever not put the one one white spirit creature onto the battlefield? Me? Uh, well, you know, it really depends on uh, if you're like running a heavy outlast or um, or bolster deck. Um, if I don't have a heavy bolster or an and outlast theme, absolutely not. I will always put a one one spirit creature token with flying on the battlefield. Yeah, I, I, it's going to be like 80 percent at least. I'd say ninety. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, see, I think same thing with Avon Surveyor moving into blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about ninety percent bounce a creature. Yeah, ten <laughs> percent put a plus one plus one counter on it. <laughs> like there aren't going to be many times where you'd rather have a three three than you'd rather have like you know a tempo gain. Yeah, I agree. Um, fascination. Fascination is interesting. <laughs> okay, I guess I didn't mention this deck I was playtesting that's not amazing, but it's got a few combos in it. Oh, God. Um, this is, they're not really combos, but I've been trying to make... I tried to make a Fate Unraveler deck work last uh, standard season <laughs> <laughs> with the, uh, the burn card that domed you for however many cards were in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Plus that enchantment that made you draw cards and a few other things. Um, so I, I just like this card. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's got potential. 
Um, each player draws X cards. So if you have Fate Unra- uh, and Unraveler, and if there's like some other card that would hose your opponent for having a really large hand size, which I don't think there is one right now, mm-hmm. um, this this could be good. So I was, I was playing this with Fate Unraveler, and then the other combo, it's a it's a black card, uh, Dark Deal. Okay, what's that? So it's two and a black for a sorcery. Each player discards all the cards in his or her hand, then draws that many cards, minus one. So you're basically playing a bunch of discard cards and waste knot. And, oh so, and so if you have waste knot with this card, with Dark Deal, you just go off. <laughs> wow. And, wow, and then you're, you're discarding, so then you got like your treasure cruises <laughs> and your dig through times to feel you into the, the combo. And and your fate unravelers just pinging them, just pinging away. Wow. <laughs> just, oh man, there's no hope for you, is there? Listen, this is my favorite part of standard season. <laughs> no, there's you can't definitively tell me my ideas are horrible yet. Oh no no no! <laughs> this is the best part. I love no. I'm not trying. Don't let. Don't get me wrong. I love the idea, but my God, <laughs> I guess you're the guy that I let go down that path so I don't have to. Oh, that's not good. It's missing several pieces. <laughs> like sixty of them. Yeah, I mean, Rakshasa's <laughs> secret is not a card you should be playing main deck. Nope, doesn't sound like it. If I don't know what it does, you probably shouldn't be playing a main deck and construct it. It's mind rot. Ay ay ay. Um Frostwalker. What do you Yeah, what do you think about this? Cuz I mean like it's got a it's it's powerful. It's it's it <laughs> Sorry, I I don't know why I keep thinking It's powerful. Yeah, powdered sugar. It's from the bad lip reading of Game of Thrones. Anyway, are you like referencing like YouTube videos? Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. I, re- I referenced the bad lip reading video for Game of Thrones. Um, I like it. Little bunny, bunny. It's a. It's a. You're so pretty and sweet and precious to me. Oh, you know what? I did see that. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Frostwalker. Yeah. Triggers ferocious. Um, a lot of power for two mana creature. I mean, we just, like, skipped a 3-1 for 2 in white, mm-hmm. even though it's pretty decent. Um, but, like, this is a 4-1 for 2. Now, you know, they target with anything and it dies, but uh... Mm, 4 mat. I four... mean, what are you targeting it that wouldn't kill it already? Right, right, one. right. Yeah, well, I mean, any ability. I don't know if there are any incidental abilities that target a creature. You know what I mean? They can just hit it with anything. Kiora, maybe? And it dies. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But, like, um, four four power for two mana is enough for me to, like, go, oh, yeah, it's worth the risk. Yeah, I was trying to put together, like, a blue-red um, aggro deck. This, uh, Yeah, I'm just brewing up decks left and right. Oh, of course you are. Uh, of course you are. And it's kind of like an adaptation of the Burning Boats deck, the blue-red burn deck that did yeah. that top eight at San Antonio. Because I wanted to play Flame Wake Phoenix and the um, the Shaman of the Great Hunt or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so you just need some ferocious enablers, and this is a pretty cheap way to do that. And you you play so much burn that you're getting rid of their blockers that this could actually get in, and you know you're rebuying your your Flame Wake Phoenixes and all that good stuff. So, um, hmm. yeah, results so far inconclusive. 
Jessica Sage, wasn't this one you were saying was good? People are saying it's a, a role filler. I don't know. Versus, like, people with removal. I, I guess, maybe. It replaces itself. That's always nice. Um, you know, that prowess is sweet. It's a cantrip it's... that could actually do some damage, which is better yeah. than most two drops in standard right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and again, like, you know, if you're playing a burn deck, you've got this prowess trigger there. Um, hit them with a couple burn spells, you get pumped up and swing through. Uh, card draw is always nice. Eh, I like it. I like it. I'm not sure about standard, but yeah. I like it. I like Mistfire Adept. Um, I actually like Mistfire Adept a lot. I like it more than I did when I first said its name two minutes ago. Um, so it's a 3-3, three, three, mm -hmm. you know, for four, which isn't great. Uh, but it's got that prowess. One prowess trigger, and uh, and this thing is a 4-4 four, four flyer. You know? And if you got a second, uh, second non-creature spell... To follow that up with, it's a 5-5 five, five flyer, and something else is a flyer. And that seems like a pretty uh, decent way to end the game. In limited, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, of course. Um, of course, in I mean, limited. This, it's weird. this is an uncommon, but I, I think I actually like Lotus Path Gin a little more. And it's just a straight-up 2-3 flyer for 3 and a blue, so uh, same converted mana cost. And it right, says right. it's just flying with prowess. That's okay. I mean, this can, this can, this will always be a flyer if you trigger the prowess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I just haven't drafted enough decks that can trigger prowess reliably every turn. I, I just value mm -hmm. having the flying. I can see that. Neutralizing blast is that ever going to get C play in standard? Yeah. You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think so. I mean, I think that this is a, uh, I think this is really good. Um, I think it's probably more of a sideboard card, but I think it's going to be like a must sideboard card versus certain decks. It counters like everything in abs and aggro. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it, and it counters the hell out of Siege Rhino, mm -hmm. which uh, seems like something you want to be doing pretty consistently if you are in the market for counter spells. Um, no, I think it's definitely C standard play. Um, main deck standard play? No. Probably like five percent chance sideboard standard play, like ninety-five percent chance. Uh, Reality shift. What do you think? I think it's pretty damn good. Yep. Um, exile target creature. I mean that that right there is 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 you know amazing. Whatever the drawback is is irrelevant. <laughs> Honestly, like <laughs> doesn't say exile target creature. Return that creature to the battlefield end of turn. Just says exile target creature. If this is in combat, the manifested creature is out of combat. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you've got to stay alive, you got to exile that creature. You just do it. Um. <laughs> wow, I'm going deep. So you could do this to your own Tauren elemental. Um. Ah. <laughs> then bring it back, and uh, and gain a two-two. Um. Renowned weaponsmith or grand architect. <laughs> Good question. Um, depends on what vial of dragon fire is. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait for dragons to Tarkir. Heart Pierce bow, not <laughs> no. so much. Yeah, if it's vial of that... dragon fire is probably not going to be super great, but uh, it's still um, you know searching your library for a card, putting it in your hand, not a bad plan. 
Um, I'm not going to like put that in my deck just because I have this guy. I never mm. played Heart Piercer Bow. Like, oh, I think I did. I actually yeah. did. Never mind. Um, I, I'm I was going to get on a soapbox about how bad that card was, card was, <laughs> but I was just I had I didn't I didn't have enough playables in my in the colors I had, but I I uh, I did have um, like two Death Touch creatures. So I just put this in there. I got there once. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. You just kill things. Yeah. Killing things is nice. I had a Ruthless Ripper with a Heart Piercer bow. Uh, Fearsome Awakening. Pretty good. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Um, Black and four. Uh, return to a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. If it's a dragon, put two plus one plus one counters on it. You know, just a classic uh, rise from the grave ability with a little bonus. Yeah, it's not going to see any play. No, probably not. Uh, I think Whip is... It's not going to see play while Whip is uh, standard legal anyways. Because Whip is a much better way to do this. Ghastly Conscription. We didn't talk about that. Too expensive. Yeah. But it's interesting. What's interesting about this card, though, is it's a two black and five. It's sorcery. It's a mythic rare. Exile all creature cards from target player's graveyard in a face-down pile. Shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. So you can get all of your opponent's creatures or all of your own creatures all manifested. And um, Wait, if you if you do this to your opponent, do you get the two twos or no? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. That's kind of interesting. I think you do. I can't imagine why that you would give your opponent a bunch of two twos. Uh, well, because this is clearly a commander card. No way, dude. This is a standard staple. Anyway, Grave Strength is one in a black for a sorcery. And you choose target creature, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature for each creature card in your graveyard. Yeah, actually, this is like, this is one of my favorite um, non-rare cards in the set. Yeah, I mean, maybe this could be a thing with um, Night Howler. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of those decks. Green black, yeah. self dredge. Yeah. It's not as good as Night Howler, though, but, you know, it's cheaper. No, yeah. And it, I think it's just a really good card because it's not like for each creature that you've put into your graveyard this way. It's just period, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's really good because it has the potential to put a lot of counters on something depending on the deck. I think it's really good. It, really, really good. Is Mardu Strike Leader playable? Maybe. Unknown. Don't know. Yeah. If you're afraid of an anger of the gods, maybe. You get you get a two one left behind if you dash, even if it dies, you know, because that thing's still left behind. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like if your three drop can attack unimpeded, then you're gonna win the game. But if you're playing an aggro deck where it's like turn four, and they can't do anything about a two toughness creature, then I don't know. You're already <laughs> winning that game. Right. Right. And, like, the dash ability, I'm like, I'd rather just, like, roll out a Soren or something. Mm -hmm. If I'm trying to dodge, like, Drown in Sorrow or Anger of the Gods. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah, I'd just rather be dropping a Soren. Uh, Merciless Executioner, another warrior that has a cool ability. Yeah, it's, um, I can't remember the name of that zombie, but it's the zombie that did this. The exact same stats, only it with, you know, warrior is the creature type du jour. 
So um, that's pretty good, especially you know when you got those little tokens sticking around, and uh, maybe they've got a siege rhino or something. Sultai emissary. You know what's funny? So it was just cons, right? And you know what, Joe? You're right. I thought no, Sultai is a stupid word. I'm just gonna say bug. Abzan's a stupid word. I'm just gonna say junk. And uh, it's completely integrated within the, uh, I guess, vernacular of Magic uh-huh. players now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I said it from day one. I said it from the very beginning. I'm like, y'all are gonna complain about this right now. Within like two weeks of the set being released, you're all gonna just be saying Soltai Control like it's no big deal. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Um, that's we all yeah. we all fear change until change comes. Then we go, oh, change ain't that bad. Um, Sultai Emissary is pretty good. Um, it's a warrior. It's one in a black. It's a common. It's a one-one. You know, not very impressive. Yeah. But when it dies, manifest the top card of your library. So it's like, you know, this is a one-one that when it dies, you get a two-two, which is really good. It's it's the black Jeskai Sage. Kind. Except it draws you a two-two that it immediately casts. Collateral damage, I really like, and I don't just like it for this. I like it for modern. All right, you've gone too far. Modern burn. What? Young Pyromancer. You just sacrifice the token. It's another lava spike. You sacrifice the token. The token replaces itself, and you get a, and you get a lightning bolt. You're gonna play shard volley and sacrifice a land, but you can't sacrifice a creature. Yeah, exactly. Because you're playing burn, which doesn't have that many creatures. Yes, it does. If you have um, if you have Young Pyromancer. Why am I putting a two-card combo deck in a burn deck that just needs all of its cards to be redundant? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Steven. I wish I knew. I like collateral damage, though. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to extremes here, but I do like collateral damage. In standard, it basically says, sacrifice target goblin token, deal three damage. Yeah. It's what's going to happen. Which is exactly what I'm saying about with Young Pyromancer, but but apparently that isn't good enough. Mm-mm. Okay, I believe you. I don't think it's good enough, but still. Um, what about Dragon Rage? It's just a cool design. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting that it's like, for three mana, it's creatures you control get plus one plus oh till end of turn. Like, essentially. Mm-hmm. Which isn't that good, but then it's also customizable. Yeah. And then, and then plus whatever mana you can sink into everything else. I mean, Trumpet Blast costs the same amount. Yeah, you're right. It's just a really but cool that, but, design, that's all. Yeah, it is. It is very cool. It's uh, so cool, it's going to get you to play a bad card. Right. Exactly. That's what that's what good design can do. Humble Defector, what do you think? You like it? Yeah, maybe. I. Uh, it's, a, it's, an aggress- it's on an aggressive body. In... Um, in playtesting, I saw someone do it with Jeskai Ascendancy. So, like, with the trigger on the stack, the draw two, you cast a burn spell or whatever, and then it untaps the Jeskai Ascendancy out. Oh! And you you play, like, a retraction helix, and you just put it back to your hand. Ha! That's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) That's really, really nice. I didn't think of it. I was like, okay, props. Props to you. Lightning Shrieker, is that a total trap? It, they, they wanted to make a common dragon 
So it's a it's four and a red for a five five flying trample haste, and at the beginning of your instep or at the, the beginning of the instep, lightning shrieker's owner shuffles it into his or her library. Oh, that's the dragon. Yeah, so it's like a lightning axe, but kind of I guess you could draw it again, but it's not as good. Kind of repeatable. I like it. I'm not sure. I kind of like it. I don't know if I'll play this in in limited. I don't think I will. No, I won't. <laughs> I will not. It's a lightning axe. That's all it is. It's a worse lightning axe, and I didn't play lightning axe. No? You disagree? I think it's good. I think it's good. I disagree. We should write that down somewhere so we can, like... We, there should be, like, a show where I get to, like, just be like, well, remember when you said this stupid thing? I can get... You know, what, what is it called? What's the card called? Lightning Shrieker? I can get Lightning Shrieker is good tattooed. You can get Lightning Shrieker is bad tattooed. And then one of us will look stupid. Mardu Scout? Mardu Scout, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Mono Red Devotion. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, maybe. A double Red, Double Red 3-1. Um, makes me want to bust out those old uh, four-drop Minotaurs. Fanatic Amogus. Fanatic Amogus and Twin Flame! No. It's gotta happen. It's gotta happen. Team or Battle Rage, when a red instant target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Ferocious, that creature also gains trample until end of turn. What do you think? It's an instant speed can give double strike, which they haven't done normally. It's That's normally given at sorcery speed. Wow. And then they also trample. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about... Well, God. What about this in, um, in Boss Sly? No. Really? Nah. Because you're probably going to trigger that Ferocious if you, you know, you use a Titan Strength followed up with a Battle Rage. That's a three-card combo. Or, 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 yeah, but you know what's a two-card combo? Is Goblin Rabble Master in this. Goblin Rabble Master is a one-card combo. I know, but, like, you know, the fact that you can give it Double Strike in combat... It gets that pump, and then it's like a f- 10 damage if you've got three tokens out or something. I don't know. Maybe if there's like a Hexproof or Infect magically comes back, we <laughs> talk about it. Right on. Going to green. Going to green. Not a lot that I like. No, not a lot that I like either. It's disappointing. Um, I mean, I guess that like green was so good the last couple sets. That um, they kind of had to like you know weaken it for this set. I don't even know. God, I'm looking at all these going. Yeah, uh, I mean, like the next uh, shamanic revelation is the Biobox promo. It's uh three green green for draw a card for each creature you control and. That's the Biobox promo. It is, and I'm like, what? That's horrible. That is the worst buy a box promo in a while. In a long while, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, what was the last few? Goblin Rabble Master. There was a Rabble Master. There was Supreme Verdict. Things that made you wanna, I don't know, buy a box. <laughs> There's just a lot, yeah. That's nuts. So I, yeah, this is like I don't, I don't understand. What was the the most recent one before cons? M15 Rabble Master. Oh, okay. Oh, it was Eidolon of Blossoms for Born of the Gods. Yeah. 
Yeah, these are all playable cards. The journey, what about Journey into Nyx? Oh, that was Faded Conflagration. Okay, well, even that's seen a little... That's one uh the GP we went to, so... There you go. It was in... Yeah. Oh. Faded Conflagration. Shamanic Revelation. Not a good card. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. You know, oh, you know what card I do like in um in green? Hmm. The Teamer Sabretooth. I really like this card what? actually. So, hold on, hear me out. Hear me out. Two green and two. It's a four three. It's a cat. It's an uncommon. One in a green, you may return another creature you control to its owner's hand. If you do, Teamer Sabretooth gains indestructible until end of turn. I like the repeatable indestructible, and I like the idea of being able to return your creatures with uh, enter the battlefield triggers to your hand. Like you could you could bounce you could return like you know I don't know Eidolon of Blossom since we were just talking about it or Siege Rhino or it's a little Those expensive but Hornet four. Queen. What Siege Rhino and Eidolon of Blossoms cost four. How many four drops are you running? I'm just naming cards. I'm not saying you could run both of those in the same deck. I'm just saying that the ability is interesting. It's a repeatable ability on on a creature and on a green creature. Um, I think that there are more applications for it than you're giving it credit for. I'm not saying it's exactly playable. I'm just saying that it's that it's interesting. And what is going on with the artwork? It's someone put a watermark on it. Oh, okay. I was like, why did somebody put a TMT on there? That yeah, it's absolutely sense. not constructed playable. Stop it. Okay. It is weird. It's yeah. It's yet another um, you know green green. So double mana costed uh, card in Fate Reforged. So it'll just, it'll just be really interesting to see like how how many people are still trying to do the whole five color deck in this limited environment with this set in it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's doable. It's doable, but like there can't be three people doing that. Right, right. Uh um, Warden of the first tree we already talked about. I think we've pretty much talked about no. it. Heroes Blade. No, Wild Call. You want to talk about Wild Call? Yeah, man. It's not that good. It's not good. Manifest top cardio. I guess okay, when you turn it over it keeps the counters. That could be interesting. It's kind of like a uh, a Genesis Hydra. It is kind of. It's not, yeah, it's not as two for one. Don't weak. get a second creature. Yeah. yeah, but it okay, but I mean, and then what if you what if the top card of your library is Genesis Hydra? Then this just sucks. Okay, that is true. That's the worst case scenario. <laughs> or a land, I guess. But then you just got rid of a land drop if you didn't need one. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I, you know what? I think a lot of you know, I think one thing that we haven't really given much thought to is how good, like, some of these Manifest cards might be mm-hmm. with Cursor of Crufix. Oh, yeah. Cause... You know, because it's like, oh, I don't want to draw that land, you know? It's like, so like, you put a land on top of your library, or, or you see a land, you play yeah. it, you reveal another card, it's a land, then you Manifest it, and then you reveal a card, and it's the card you want to draw the next Oh, time. I mean, yeah, the worst is, uh, like, it's late game, you play a land, and then on top of your library is, like, a Sylvan carry added. And you're mm-hmm. like, nope. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. You can just get rid of things that uh, that aren't business. And, that could be interesting. And Genesis Hydra's really bad, like, for X equals four or less. 
It's not even that good at three yep. or less. So, like, you're right. talking about, like, a card that's not good until you have, like, six or seven mana, right? But right. Wild Call at five mana is just a 5-5. Five five. A 5-5 five five with upside. No. Wild Call with for five mana is a 3-3. Three three. No. Because you manifest and then put X plus one plus one counters. Oh, you're right. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair point. The manifested card is actually a two. I always, I keep forgetting that the manifested cards actually have a power and toughness. Mm-hmm. So it's a two two. That's true. So yeah, you you play it for two green green or four mana. And now you have a two two mm-hmm. a two, one one counters. It's a four four. Yep. Yeah. And okay. Sounds yeah. Like so if it's like some weird creature you want to like cheat into play or yeah, I, I don't even know what. Um, yeah, let's say it's a Whisperwood Elemental. I mean, I mean, there's just like yeah, it's it's a lot of upside because they just you flip it and now it's even bigger than it would be otherwise. And otherwise, it's True. like a 5-5 five, five for 5, which isn't the end of the world. Nope, sure isn't. Um, Great card. One last, Love it. One Staple. last card I want to talk Undervalued. about. Staples. I'm Staple. buying 50 of them right now. Do it. Um, Hero's Blade is amazing. Okay. It's amazing. So, it's a two-mana equipment. It's an uncommon. Uh, in- equipped creature gets plus three, plus two. Whenever a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Hero's Blade to it, equip four. So equip four is expensive, but man, it's free when you follow this up with a... um... Brimaz? Yes, thank you, Brimaz. It makes a 6-6. Oh, you know what? Follow it up with a Yasova. What is the Yasova? What does that do? Dragon Claw, the two in the green for a four-two trample. If you have, <laughs> if its power is less than Yasova, so now it's a what is this? Oh God, a seven. A, it, it'd be a seven-four. A seven-four on turn three. On turn three. <laughs> then, That's then good. You can steal literally any creature on the battlefield. You can steal pretty much anything ever. Yeah. That seems pretty good. I like Heroes Blade a lot. Like, I mean, there's so many good, cheap, legendary creatures right now in standard. Um, I mean, you've got Timoret. Yep. Oh, Tim. <laughs> Timoret. You go straight to Timoret every well, and time. And he's a warrior. And he's a warrior. Yeah. I think this card is really good. I think this card is um is really really good. I think it's going to see a lot of standard play. We haven't seen enough Brimaz for my liking lately. This lets Brimaz eat Siege Rhinos all day, which is probably one of the reasons we haven't seen a lot of Brimaz. I think Brimaz is really good. Oh, I think it's good. It's just it's just hard to hard to to use effectively. One last cycle we did not discuss, and this is probably the last the last thing we'll ever have time for. Ever. <laughs> like this no. is it. Uh, nope, is... nope, nope. We're keeping the show going. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> what is the it? dragon cycle? We didn't even mention all the dragons. We did. No, the mythic dragons. They're they're, they're rare, just like the cons. Oh, they are rare. They are rare. conspiracy theory. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, so we had discussed the green white one and Colagon, the red black one, but we hadn't right, discussed we any of the other three. Atarka World Render. Pants Render. That's good. It costs seven mana. It's yeah. five, green, five green red flying trample whenever a dragon you control attacks against double strike. 
until end of turn. It's a 6-4 and won't be played. Nope, but it's 12 damage, man. So many of damage. And then we've got uh, Silumgar, the Drifting Death, 4 blue-black, 3-7, flying hexproof. Whenever a dragon you control attacks, creatures defending player controls get minus one, minus one until end of turn. That's pretty good. It's okay. Play that with Crux of Fate in your green, in your blue-black control decks. I like that, actually. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. Like, I it's mean, like, It blocks everything. Crux of Fate is one of those cards that I think is going to get played way more than it has any business being played. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, I think that the Exile from uh, Perilous Vault is way better. Uh, with so many uh, with so many whips in standard, mm-hmm. like exile is huge. That's why anger of the gods is so freaking good. That's why end hostilities is not very good, and why perilous vault is. Slumgar could actually make that. Slumgar, but I like Slumgar better. Slumgar Trogdor. Sorry, I had okay, to. So... <laughs> I can't believe that we've gone through almost an entire dragon spoiler without one Trogdor reference. That's pretty amazing. That, I'm, I'm impressed. Even though we were talking about Homestar, like we were literally watching a Homestar video before the, yeah. right before we recorded, and then still got almost two hours into a call without a Trogdor reference. Okay, last so... one. A Jutai Soul of Winter. Five white-blue. Dargon, 5-6. Flying. <laughs> no, very good. Very good, Strong Mad. Flying Vigilance. <laughs> Whenever a dragon you control attacks, tap target non-land permanent and opponent controls. That permanent doesn't untap during its... Uh, it's an, it's uh, the, the Ice Titan. It's really bad. Frost Titan. Frost <laughs> Seven, Titan. It's not even Frost Titan. It's like, it's like Detain. It's so bad. All right. Rank them. Rank the dragons. Rank them? Yep. I'll go first. Okay, go for I it. Got, go for I it. got... Uh, the, 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 ooh, man, I don't know. This is tough. That's what I'm saying. Tough. I don't think they're that good. That's the thing. Uh, Silumgar? No, Silumgar can't be number one. He's got hexproof, though. He's hexproof, and he's black, and he's in control colors. But Colagon, that plus one, plus zero is not that great. You could, you could get that with, you the... with Sorin. You can get that with the Brutal yeah, but... Board Master. But the haste is good, and the being able to like replay it, like you know, mm-hmm. just 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 the haste, like keeping it off the board, um, protecting it basically. I don't know. It's a tough call. I think should I go should I go nuts and just uh, make number one uh, Dramoka? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Nah, I don't know. Dramoka is my number two. Whenever a dragon you control attacks Bolster 2. Eh. If Bolster, if you can control, I mean, like, if you have a way to force the Bolster, like, if it's the only creature, it's not bad. Like, if is your only creature, then it's a 7-7 seven, seven when it swings, which is really mm-hmm. good. 7-7 seven, seven flying is typically good. Uh, so I hear. Um, I, think, I think I'm going to rank them this way. I think I'm going to rank them uh, uh, Slumgar... Colagon, Duncan, Duncan, Homoka. Uh, that was a natural born killers reference. Um, Atarka, Ojutai. Yeah, why is Ojutai seven mana? Seven mana for like 
it's, it's uh... I guess they're saying there's going to be a ton of dragons in the next set, and this would just be oppressive if it cost any less. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. So I'm going to rank them. You know, since you said Guard number one, I'm going to change my number one. I'm going to make number one. I'm going to say Dramoka's number one. I'm okay. going to say Kolagon's number two. Silumgar number three. Atarka four. Ajutai five. I think we have no question on who the who the bargain basemen are. Yeah. And look at those weird clan symbols. You you guys remember that. Now let's see. I guess they kill each other too, don't they? No, because... No, I'm, I'm trying to see who would win in a fight between Ajuka and Atarka. So... So, Atarka would gain double strike. If it attacks, it would beat a Jutai if, if a Jutai had to block mm-hmm. because of the first strike. Now, a Jutai, if it attacked, could just get past Atarka. Mm-hmm. And lock so, it down. So, I don't know. Yeah, so it could lock it down. Oh, yeah, and it would lock it down completely. So, there you go. I think a Jutai... I think... Okay, so number four is a Jutai. Number five is Atarka. Because a Jutai can beat Atarka head to head. We should do a playoff. Wait. We should do we should do a playoff, 185 card playoff. Um, just do two brackets. Well, right? then Solomgar never wins. Two brackets? No, no. I'm saying two brackets, 94 cards or 92 cards on each side. One card gets a buy, and then just do single elimination, just like the FA Cup. Um, just do card versus card. All right, random. this has gone totally on way too long. And just do and just do card versus card until we figure out what the best card in the set is. We'll do this over the next, uh, you know, sixteen weeks. All right, or so, so Goblin Boom Keg is a four mana artifact, and uh, you know, you get your kegs, you get your your bro your bros of goblins, and everyone gets at the beginning of your upkeep. You sack it, and they all get you boomed. Tap, you tap the keg, everyone's bummed. And uh, they they leave your party because it's dealing three damage to people. That's, yeah, well, you know, at least it's not like the one in uh, Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Where they switched it out for the non-alcoholic beer. Although that would be my favorite keg. Respect. No respect. <laughs> no, you have to say... You have to respect it because I said respect already. Can't take it back. No, but I, I don't... I don't respect sobriety. <laughs> well good <laughs> then I will let my then I will let my sobriety spite you alright we've wasted enough of your time that's the spoiler pre-releases are this weekend get at them or get bent <laughs> we are yo MTG taps stop bitching start editing the, the episode Joe <laughs> God Never encounter fights with self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in a hype for being so tight. Sag with your jeans was hella me, mug right strike. Enjoy thinking combined. Libro Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rep vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintained a quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding me. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with the pursuit. 
Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever. On legitmtg.com, I want my mtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yo taps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yo taps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yo taps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>